This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. Fight Back with Libby Snymer on Zoomer Radio with guest host Jane Brown. Libby returns tomorrow, but make sure you tune in to see her tonight at 11 on our sister station Vision TV when she and her panel of guests talk about the future of travel and how travelers have been financially impacted by not receiving refunds from airlines during the COVID-19 crisis. That's Libby Snymer on Vision TV tonight at 11. It's an extra stressful time these days for people who've lost their jobs. And even with the emergency response benefit of $2,000 a month, still need to visit the food bank to get their groceries. And that's where our friend Neil Hetherington comes in. The CEO at the Daily Bread Food Bank joins us, as he does from time to time, to talk about how operations are going during the pandemic. Neil, I hope you and your family are well. Good afternoon, Jane. Yes, um, you know we're we're well, but at the same time, uh, you know I think we're we're in a uh, a city that is uh, that is struggling, um, and uh, during these very difficult times, the need in the city. How has it changed uh, during the crisis since the middle of March, and uh, specifically even over recent weeks? Sure. So I can tell you over the last four weeks alone, there has been a 35% increase in the number of individuals who are coming to food banks. Um, we have sort of specific uh, concerns um, with uh, in different pockets of the city. Um, you know, our, our, our food bank over at the Young Street Mission has increased by, by uh, 250% in terms of the number of, of people who have had to come uh, to, uh, to, to the Young Street Mission's food bank. Uh, the Agent Court Community uh, Center, um, about 125% increase, seeing about 3,700 uh, um, clients per week. And w- what are people saying to you about what's happened to them? Is it is it strictly around job losses? Yeah. So so what what is happening now is a whole host of new faces to food banks across the uh, across the city. So individuals had uh, had funds, um, that, you know, uh, at the beginning, or they had a, a paycheck or two that they that was coming due to them. But as we enter into uh, into June, those those reserves have uh, have um, uh, expired, and uh, the paychecks are not there. The emergency relief uh, has been very, very helpful to uh, to many uh, families across the country, but still there is there is need and and I think what the uh, pandemic has has shown us very clearly is that the line between um, somebody getting by on uh, on one week and and really struggling. The next week is is very fine and uh, and very easy to cross over, and uh, and so we have uh, responded to that need uh, as as best we can, and I'm I'm pleased to say that there um, you know hasn't been a single delivery missed by uh, by the daily bread. The food has been uh, uh, going out. Um, there has been generosity across the country to, uh, to, to food banks who have stepped up and filled the gap so that people's right to food is being realized. Um, it hasn't been easy, 
but it's uh, it's being accomplished. Neil, you, you mentioned some staggering increases uh, there to people for people who are using the food banks. Are we seeing a similar kind of increase in in the donations? There, there has been a significant generosity from uh, from Trontonians. Um, you know, the very first week of the pandemic, we we had a conversation on uh, on Zoom radio and and talked about um, uh, the need, and and the listeners were incredibly uh, generous. And so there is deep gratitude for that, and that's allowed us to purchase food, and we've needed to purchase that food because. Um, the food donations that we normally get, so when people drop off food in a yellow bin, um, in a grocery store, or in a fire hall for North York Harvest or Daily Bread, um, that food has decreased by about 70%. And uh, and so we have made purchases to make up the difference in the lost uh, donated food and also to uh, to cover the, uh, the the pretty massive increases in uh, uh, usage, and so it uh, um, so the, you know an uplifting moment has been the fact that people care. They they, they fundamentally care that uh, every family has enough food on their uh, on their table. That is heartening. Uh, our phone lines are open. If you'd like to get in on the conversation, uh, have you needed? to use the food bank during the COVID-19 crisis as a result of job loss or uh, funds coming into a retail store that you own? Uh, How has your life been affected that you've had to go to a food bank? And by contrast, uh, for those of us who have not lost our incomes, uh, what is driving you to donate? Or, are you know, is this conversation fueling you to give of what you have? Uh, Because it's a time where many others have less. 416-360-0740. Toll-free 1-866-740-4740. We're with Neil Hetherington, CEO at the Daily Bread Food Bank. Recently, Neil, you opened a second warehouse in Etobicoke. I saw that on television. Tell us how that is helping out. What's involved with that? That's been a a tremendous benefit. The uh, provincial government uh, has stepped up and uh, we do, we do not um, get government funding. Uh, the, the the Daily Bread Food Bank relies completely on philanthropic uh, contributions to survive. And uh, and when the pandemic hit, the province said we will provide uh, food hampers for four weeks worth of food all across the province, not just Toronto. And and that was that was uh, uh, really very uh, much appreciated um, by what Minister Smith and the Premier uh, did. And uh, and what we thought was going to be four weeks worth of food, uh, regrettably, has only been two weeks worth of food um, because the need increased so quickly between the time of the decision and the time of of uh, providing the food. So over the course of uh, two weeks, we provided sixty thousand hampers to uh, um, to Torontonians. We're in week two of two. So by the end of this week, 60,000 hampers will uh, be distributed all across uh, across the uh, the city, and that's uh, been uh, welcome. And, uh, um, and it's it's been a great partnership. Um, the the one you know the province provided the food. Um, we had uh, uh, Richard Hughes and Cameron Productions who, uh, provided us with a film studio that uh, was vacant 
and uh, because because they they weren't able to do uh, production, and so we used that fifty thousand square foot facility, and we were able to essentially cross dock all of the uh, food hampers uh, directly into from uh, the province directly into our trucks to get them to uh, to people experiencing poverty. So it was uh, it was a wonderful uh, pivot. We have an incredible uh, VP of operations, Sandra Nestic, who uh, who made that happen, and. Uh, and so um, uh, now we just need to to make that happen on a, a consistent basis throughout the upcoming you know eighteen plus months that we we know will take the individuals who have been laid off to uh, to get back on their feet and and have the the economy open and uh, return to work. Well, we know how generous Zoomer radio listeners are as a result of your your previous appearances here on Fight Back. Dailybread.ca uh, financial donations go a lot further than actual food donations, right? They they, they definitely do. Um, we have great purchasing power at this organization, and. Uh, and we are able to um, uh, to purchase the food that is needed. At the same time, I never like to discount the fact that when people donate food, uh, how much it's appreciated. Uh, you know, I, I, I often feel that it's a great opportunity for parents to uh, uh, to, to teach children. You know, about you know making purchasing decisions that have. Uh, you know, social justice behind them that would allow for another family to, um, uh, to, to, to get the same quality of meal that they're eating. So there's a great life lesson that can be, uh, brought to bear. Um, and, you know, we, we make it very easy if somebody is listening right now and just wants to go to Amazon and, uh, and have food sent over to us at 191 New Toronto Street. We will, uh, quarantine the food for three days and then we will get it out to, uh, uh to families who, uh, who are food insecure. It's also a great uh, conversation with children to have about nutrition and, Absolutely. uh, the amount of the value of, of nutrition versus the cost of what that product is. I mean, we know that Canned beans, for instance, provide a lot of protein at a very low cost. And 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 that is you know very very it's needed uh, you know when we you can go online and and you could go through all of the nutritional facts about uh, tuna or peanut butter and then overlay the the math behind it and start talking about what the cost is per uh, per shelf stable item. As long as they they also recognize that, um, you know, we are going direct to the milk board and getting all of the fresh components that will overlay to the shelf-stable. So when somebody is donating uh, uh, shelf-stable products, cans and boxes to the food bank, keep in the back of your mind that with donations, we uh, fill up the basket. Uh, 42% of what we send out is, uh, is fresh. Uh, and so it's the vegetables and it's the dairy uh, and it's the fruit that is uh, that is going out. Um, Neil, for those who weren't with us, because I know you and I had a conversation about this at the beginning of the pandemic. How is the process working differently as a result of physical distancing concerns? Well, the main uh, variation that we have is that we have moved to a hamper model. It's not the desired way that we distribute food across the uh, across the city. Uh, when an individual comes to the food bank, uh, they let us know their family size, and then a um, a box or a bag of food is provided. 
normally the way the food bank works is you would arrive and you would let us know your family size and you would be given a certain number of points and you would shop for the items uh, that you would want from the food bank. So beans might be 20 points and you would go through the the point uh, tally that you have and you would shop for the food that uh, you uh, appreciate most. So when we go into this hamper model, um, the disadvantage is uh, the loss of the shopping uh, aspect um, and choice. Uh, the advantage is that we can make sure that uh, the employees, volunteers, um, and clients themselves are distanced and uh, as much as, as possible. And so, uh, so we're able to, to keep a safe operation going. We were able. We we also we had to uh, to move the food bank. The, the main location over at 191 New Toronto Street was uh, was was moved uh, outside. And thanks to Global Medic, a, uh, a field hospital tent has been uh, uh, set up. So uh, so that provides some protection for uh, for the clients that uh, that are coming to the food bank. And we've been in discussion with all of the uh, food banks that we support across the city to talk about what we do in the summer heat. Given that food banks and the lineups really have moved to the outside, um, we want to uh, uh, make sure that there is water, tents, shade provided to uh, to individuals so that uh, when they come uh, that they are um, uh, taken care of. The other main uh, change that we did was in partnership with the City of Toronto and uh, and the Red Cross. Uh, there is a um, a huge need for individuals who are uh, seniors who are unable to leave their their homes who need access to a food bank. And if they call two one one, there is a screening process that they would go through, and uh, and the Red Cross will deliver a food hamper to those individuals. Uh, the food hamper prepared by the Daily Bread Food Bank, and uh, the delivery and the screening taken care of by the uh, the Red Cross. So that partnership between the city, Red Cross, and and Daily Bread has resulted in uh, thousands of individuals uh, getting uh, food bank uh, delivery to their uh, to their door while they are unable to uh, to leave their home. That's amazing. So just by calling two one one, I was going to ask you how well this has been optimized. It seems it's been a it has been a success. It has been. Uh, we. Um, we know that there are thousands of individuals who uh, who need to make use of, of that. Um, we do have limited capacity, but we are we're doing everything we can to make sure that, uh, um, that we support the Red Cross in their delivery uh, um, uh, program. What kinds of stories are you hearing from fixed income seniors? Um, regardless of the pandemic, their income may not have changed. But what kind of stories of appreciation are you hearing from people who are homebound or are not leaving home on purpose because of the pandemic and having their food needs fulfilled by the food bank? Well, two two stories. Um, one that, that that was a real challenge, um, which was right at the start of the pandemic, before the program, we were getting calls, and I received a number of them uh, from uh, individuals who were forced to quarantine or felt uh, unsafe uh, leaving their apartment and did not have the income to be able to, uh, you know, hire Grocery Gateway or did not have the family support to be able to get the groceries that they needed. And those calls were, were heart-wrenching. Um, they, um, because at that moment, 
there there wasn't much that 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 we could uh, we could do. They simply did not have the funds to be able to uh, meet their their grocery needs. But I have had um, two or three calls from uh, from seniors who have received the deliveries, um, the thousands of deliveries from the the Red Cross, and just with a simple message of thank you. Um, that uh, um, their uh, circumstance was difficult, and uh, it made a little bit uh, easier thanks to um, thanks to what the the, the Red Cross uh, has has done. So um, there, you know, we've talked about little uplifting moments throughout this. Um, the the response from a, a financial perspective and generosity of individuals uh, who want to see every uh, Trontonian get the food that they need. That has been uplifting. It's been uplifting to know that we have met uh, some of the need. But at the same time, I don't want to discount um, the, uh, uh, the, the the reasons why the need is there, the the, the systemic issues of, uh, of food security that um, with needs that have not gone gotten met, and so. Uh, so we're, we're we're working hard on on that front um, and clinging to those moments of inspiration. Well, we just had a little moment of inspiration here as well. A caller phoned in and wants the mailing address to send a check. Not everybody is online uh, these days. So the old-fashioned way, how do you send a check to be able to um, send in some money to help the food bank? Well, that's, that's very uh, generous, uh, and, and thank you. Um, the, the old-fashioned way is the, uh, a check um, would be sent to 191 New Toronto Street in Toronto, and our postal code is M8V2E7. And uh, whether you're making a, a donation, whether you're dropping off food, whether you're volunteering with the food bank, or you're, you're simply um, thinking about us and the work that we need to do and, 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 and supporting us through a tweet or a kind message, um, this is an opportunity for us to all rally together. There's that, that you know, common expression right now. That we're all in this storm together, um, but but we're all in very different boats. And those who are making use of of the food bank are have been in a very difficult uh, situation. Their boat in this storm is is uh, is is not like the the cruise ships that that others are are going through this and weathering the storm through. And um, and so um, we need to come together. Um, we've got this shared experience. My hope is from the shared experience that we continuously look at the systems that are in place that have resulted in people in 4.5 million Canadians being food insecure. Uh, we look at those systems and we ask the question, why in this great country is, should anybody be food insecure? 4.5 million, 4.5 million Canadians. Correct. Wow. That's a huge percentage. And that's outside of the pandemic. That's outside the pandemic. So, you know, one, outside the pandemic, um, we at the Daily Bread and North York Harvest together were serving 15,000 families every single week. 15,000 families. I mean, it's, it's a huge number. Exactly. And, uh, and it just shouldn't be the case in a, in a country as, as great as ours is. All right, let's review the contact information for donations, dailybread.ca, as well as 191 New Toronto Street, M8V2E7. Is there a phone number as well, Neil? They, they can always give us a call at 
416-203-0050. Obviously, we would appreciate uh, uh, the generosity of of listeners and simply the opportunity to be able to speak about the crisis that we're facing in food uh, security is, is deeply appreciated. So thank you, Jane. Always enjoyable speaking with you. Thank you, Neil. Thank you. Have a good day. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show.